Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today, we talk brainstorms with UX designer Brian. Let's go. First question. You thought you'd see everyone's idea in the team brainstorm, but you've got a grand total of one. Drawing Board or Miro Board? Drawing Board, right? Because in Miro, the team can add ideas now or later. And with privacy mode, we can keep them anonymous until they're good to share. Correct. Next, you need the best way to explain your idea, but all you have is a few sticky notes. Drawing board or Miro board? Drawing board, because, you know, in Miro, I could record videos, add text, images, links, and digital sticky notes, of course, present my thoughts the way I want. Right again! Now, you're looking for a past idea you thought was just genius. Only you could find... Oh! There it is. Drawing board or... Miro. All our finished and unfinished work lives in one place. And he's one. Join over 60 million people getting ideas noticed in Miro Brainstorms. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. Fight Disciples. UFC and Boxing Talk. Radio City Talk. It's Tuesday night up the tower. Radio City Talk can mean only one thing. We are the Fight Disciples and we are back with the very best of Merseyside's fight news. Now, we've done a couple of weeks dedicated to MMA, obviously, in the build-up to September the 1st, Cage Warriors 96 with Paddy the Baddy. Uh, and also, we've been doing a lot with Darren Till in the run-up to his UFC title shot. But let's get back to the squared circle now. Let's get back to boxing. And my guest tonight, of course, is the one and only undefeated superstar back in action this weekend at Windsor Park in Belfast. I am, of course, talking about Super Sam Maxwell. You're right, Nick. Welcome to the me. studio, my mate. Thanks for having me. Nice to be back in Liverpool. It is, yeah. It's, um, I've been training in um, Glasgow, so it's uh, always good to be home. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to come on to that a little bit later in the show. I'll ask talk- obviously, Sam, what made the move uh, and everything else to go and work with Danny Vaughan up there in Glasgow. Also, there was a certain video that got put out last week by Sam's management team, MT- MTK, regarding another Liverpool boxer, Tom Farrell. I'm going to ask Sam all about that a little bit later in the world. But let's get into a little bit of fight news at the moment. Obviously, on the way to the studio today, I did my usual thing, have a little surf around, make a few calls, see what's happening. I tell you what, November's shaping up well for Merseyside fight fans. We could well have a Merseyside doubleheader to kick off November world title action. I'm hearing rumours that Rocky Field and James DeGale is in the works for the Liverpool Echo Arena on November the 3rd. Uh, I text Rocky on the way in then. He said he definitely wants to fight. I'm hearing James DeGale's team definitely want the fight. November the 3rd could well be the date that it goes down. Echo Arena, keep your pennies in your pockets. That's going to be one hell of a night. And then following that, seven days later, O2 Arena in London, pay-per-view, Sky Box Office, Tony Bellew versus Alexander Usk. Obviously, everyone knows Usk. He's just won the World Boxing Super Series Cruiserweight Tournaments. He's got every belt in the sun in that weight division, including the ring magazine belt. Bellew, of course, left Cruiserweight to go and have the double the double legacy fights with David Hay. He's looking now for a, a legacy-defining fight for himself. Usyk makes perfect sense. Two great fights, them, Sam. Absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, lucky for the fans that for and for Liverpool, like absolutely massive fights and um, looking forward to them. November 3rd, yeah, brilliant. Rocky Field, and I think Rocky's gone from he's kind of like the nearly man in the super middleweight division. You know, he up until the win when he won the title, up until he beat uh, he went to Germany and won that WBA world title belt a couple of weeks ago. His career, unfortunately, was defined by the first round loss to Callum Smith. Yeah, but that's gone now. Now he's a marketable star in this 12 stone weight class. James DeGale, former world champion, former Olympic gold medalist, of course. He's obviously sees Rocky, may well see Rocky as a bit of a soft touch, but I think DeGale sees Rocky's belt as a route to fighting the winner of Groves versus Calm Smith. Yes, a way back in for him, but um, also a way for Rocky to um, 
get a massive win on, on his card as well. So it's a great fight. Yeah, it is a great fight. I think Rocky's went to Germany, proved to everybody that he is genuine world class. He handled the occasion magnificently. Obviously, the Gale would be un- undoubtedly the biggest scalp on his record. But from what we seen last time out against Caleb Truex, then two fights, James the Gale today may not be the same James the Gale he was two or three years ago. Definitely, yeah. That's what that's what I was thinking. Like, if you go off the last performances, um, Rocky looked unreal. He looked brilliant, and um, the Gale looked like he's on the slide a little bit. And, um, but you can't, like you said, you can't write people off. But definitely, it's a, I think it's a good time for to catch him and uh, confident Rocky can can then um, pull off that fight and do well in it. I think Styles make fights as well, don't they? And Rocky at the moment, he seems he seems like he believes in his own power. Psychologically, he looks like he's switched on. I think he'll take a lot of confidence from the Gale fight. But I think the Gale is probably thinking. Well, Callum Smith did him in the round. Yeah. You know, so I'm more than capable and I'll I'll go to Liverpool and I'll I'll get that victory. It's that shaping up an absolute belt. I hope it does come off. Uh moving on to Tony Bellew. In, in a lot of ways, yes, it's an amazing fight. Yes, Usyk, I think, is in a lot of people's top five pound for pound on the on the planet right now, after his performance against Gasayev in the World Boxing Super Series final. But in terms of Bellew, where, where else could he go? I think this is the only real option for him, isn't it? Yeah, and you can't write Bellew off. He's just he's a he's an amazing character and he's a quality boxer. Like he's a phenomenal boxer, so you can't write ever write him off. And you know it makes sense. Yeah, he, I don't. I think the heavy other heavyweights are uh, are massive, aren't they? Massive men. Um, so it was a, always better for him to to go back down to cruiserweight. And um, yeah, it's a class fight. It's like Usyk's not a massive puncher. He's just a good, a, a amazing boxer. So it's a. Um, it's an even fight. It's a close fight, isn't it? Yeah, I think Bell you takes the power into it, and and he can box box really well as well. So yeah, it's be an interesting one. Yeah, absolutely. Have you been surprised by Usyk in this tournament? Obviously, he trains with Lomachenko, a fighter you know only too well. Um, but for a big guy, for a cruiserweight, his footwork and his hand speed is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, he may not be the biggest puncher out there, but against Gasayev, you know, no one expected that. We expected a war, and what we got was a bit of a masterclass. Absolute masterclass, yeah. But I, I was lucky enough to see him in the WSB against uh, Joe Joyce, who. He was a massive, heavy, super heavyweight at the time in the, in the amateurs. And Usyk just just toyed with him the same. And no one does that to, to Joe Joyce. And so I, I know I know the level of talent he was. But um, against Gassiev, yeah, I just thought Gassiev just blowing everyone out the water how much power he has. He couldn't even land a punch on there. Yeah. Usyk was just incredible. Unreal. Yeah. I think with Bellew going into a fight like that, would the, would the mindset, you think, be, you know what? I may well find myself six or seven rounds here. I may well be trailing big on the cards. But with Bellew, surely he's thinking only takes one left up. That's what he's yeah. That's what he'd be thinking. It's true, yeah. It does. Like he might get out box, but he's a, he's a class box as well. He, he, he'll be, he'll be a he'll be better than Gassiev because Bellew Bellew can box. So, but then he's got the same the same kind of power as Gassiev. But you know, all he needs to do is land it, like you said. Yeah, the left hook that he's got is phenomenal. So uh, it's just a fight, just interesting fight. Yeah, I think that's a going to be a lot closer than Gassiev. Uh, Usyk, yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be like that because um, Bellew's a great boxer as well. Yeah, I think Bellew's just a little bit more of a thinking fighter, isn't he? And yeah. the Dave Caldwell in the corner, you know, they they won't be taking that fight unless they thought they could win that fight. Yeah, exactly. I know yeah. Bellew's already making noises like this will probably be my last fight, win, lose or draw. But I think the reason he's saying that is there's no other re- logical option after Usyk. And should he beat Usyk? And I truly believe he will beat Usyk. Should he beat Usyk? Then he's got every belt in the cruiserweight division. What, what else is there left to do? Go and fight Gasayev or yeah. go and fight Breeders? You know, one of these guys. What's the point? You've got them all. Put yeah. them on the mantelpiece. Hang Retire. them up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Retire the best then, won't he, as well? Unbelievable. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, my campaign to get a bronze statue of Tony Bellew <laughs> yeah. will go into overdrive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unbelievably. 
without a shadow of a doubt. Right, let's come on to yourself. Obviously, you're back out this weekend. Your ninth pro fight, Windsor Park in Belfast. Bit of a second home island for you now. You're loving it over there. Uh, but first and foremost, let's talk about this move up to Glasgow. Obviously, you've, you're no longer working full-time with Denny Matthews and George Vaughan. You've gone with Danny Vaughan, who's based up in Glasgow. He's building his own you know, super stable up there. What, what was, the, you know, what was the, the mitigating factors that led to this move? Well, I just felt like um, I've i I'd had a few camps where we did a week with Danny up in uh, Scotland, and I just just loved it. You know, he's, like he's um, got the same like he's learned a lot from George, so he's got that knowledge of what George had. But then he'd also be able to do more things that George couldn't do. Like he he could he could take me on the pads. He's um, and he's open to um, new right um, a few more ideas than than um, I was getting in there. Like some newer things, he's not not scared to try different things. And uh, yeah, just just loved it, and we just clicked quite straight away. Like the pads are just brilliant. And I just thought this is the place for me. This is the place to take me to the to the next level. Like no disrespect to George and um, and Derry at the gym. I I had eight fights looking really good, but I just felt like this is going to be the the next step in my career. And it's, I think it's a, it was the right choice for me. I guess the move to Danny as well. You kind of keep that affiliation with yeah. George and Derry anyway. Yeah. So George going to be the second in my corner on on the weekend anyway, and give me that uh, wisdom and, and knowledge and input that he's got and his the belief in me. Uh, he wished me all the well. Wish me all the best with Danny, and uh, so yeah, I've got I'm gonna have both in the, in my corner, so it's, it's brilliant. Got the best of both worlds. Yeah, exactly. So what? How does it? How does it work? You're going up there for eight week base, so you're moving to Glasgow. What, what's the plan? No, uh, the, this camp I've just um, been going up every week. So um, Sunday to Friday, I've been going up there, then coming home. But um, you know, as I get into bigger fights, and um, you know that they're, they're gonna mean more mean more and like gonna need more out of me i'll be staying up there for two three weeks at a time coming home for a weekend yeah but um some of the lads stay up there for eight eight or eight to ten weeks but i think danny said uh, he doesn't mind if i go home every so often because he he knows i'm not going to be out yeah of course going out and stuff like that he knows i'll be um, disciplined so yeah What's that? What is it? Just a train ride? Is it up to Glasgow? Is that yeah, just quite it's expensive? Like, but it's like three and three and a half hours, four hours to get there. But it's a it's a Virgin train, so it's, yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah, exactly. What, what's the what's the setup Danny's got up there? Is he built this new gym yet? I know there's rumours of a of a big new gym he's building, or is that is that open already? Or that's op- going to be open for our next camp. So September, that's going to be open. So we're gonna the gym's there, state of the art gym. It should see it's it's uh, looking amazing, and then our accommodations attached to it. So. Is it going to be the easiest? It'll be like being on GB. So the easiest life, just get out of bed, go to the gym, go back to bed. It's like it's perfect. But uh, where we're at the moment, we're training at an amateur gym called um, Uchengich mm-hmm. ABC, and um, it's like about twenty minutes from the accommodation we're staying at. But uh, the fella in there, Joe. Uh, he's dead proud on how hot he can make the gym, yeah. So he's, he's the funniest. You should see him. Like he's always pointing at the phenometer and that how hot it goes, and it goes takes it to like ninety degrees. Stuff like that when you're training and that just unreal, but it's good for your weight. But it's, you can't. It's hard. It's hard, and it's funny because he just wants to keep getting it hotter and hotter. He's <laughs> good. That's a that's a, when you go to Joe Gallagher's gym in, in Bolton. Yeah, that's like the that. same. Yeah. He has it absolutely red hot as unreal. well. Unreal. Yeah. I think that's a that's a thing from from Freddie Roach. I think. I think. I think Freddie Roach or was it like a mentality or, thing? Or I, I think. I think it's if you if you learn to train, if you're constantly working in a red hot gym, then when you get on fight night. And the, and the lights are on and everything else. Well, that's that's your that's your place. You're yeah. used you're used to training like that. Yeah. It comes away from the old Rocky mentality of training in a spit and sawdust gym, which is freezing cold and there's ice on the bags and everything else. It comes away from that because then you don't don't get the shock factor on the night. Who else is part of that camp? Then what other boxers are working with Danny? Who's, who's been around this, this for this camp? Uh, this camp we've had uh, me, Sean McCone, and Paddy Barnes, but normally it's Tyrone McKenna as well. 
But um, I, I, no disrespect, I knew Paddy was brilliant because uh, he's a three time Olympian. But then watching him in person training, that's when I realized, oh my God, this this fella, this fella is absolutely unreal. Like, quality. Like, I, I don't know why, whether I just, his persona on social media, he seems a bit funny and like yeah. one of the lads and I didn't take him as seriously as I should have. And I'm watching him like, this guy is quality. He's going to be world champion. He, he's going to win that win that belt easy. Well, that's it. He kicks off the, the main card of the show on BT Sport this weekend, fighting for the world title in only yeah. his sixth professional fight. Yeah. I think a lot of people are going, well, that's mental. But this is a guy that's been to three Olympic Games. What's the point of holding him back? Yeah, he's ready. He's, 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 world, he's world level, so... What is it about him in the gym then that you've you know you've gone in there? Is that is that another advantage as well that you you know you go into a gym where you're seeing guys who are at, already at world title level? You think, wow, okay, I've got to get there. Yeah, now. That, that's the, that's the step up I've got to do. Definitely, like the way he throws his shots, and I'm looking like, yeah, like I can take something from this. Like it's just brilliant, and um, like so it's fun in in that because in the accommodation we stay in, it's fun. Like they uh, they all have a joke, and it's it's hard for to understand them sometimes. I'm just gonna know. say. <laughs> When them Irish lads get going, oh, together, <laughs> translator. Sean, I like that, but like so they're just hilarious. But then, as soon as we're in the gym, it's like the switch on, do good, like fifteen minute warm up in silence, you're just warming up, and then uh, get to work, and it's, it's just great to watch, great to be around. Yeah, absolutely. What have you What have you found you've added to then since you've gone up to Glasgow? What What's the marketable changes where you think, you know, already I feel like I'm stronger here, stronger there, or well, like. Just moving up there, um, my diet changed. Like I, would, I just cut out everything without even consciously, consciously doing it. Just subconsciously, I've just been like, I've not been craving any sweets or chocolates. Like I've switched on more professional. Like since I've been up there, and um, just I just get pads every day and um, being around, being around Paddy and seeing how he trains and and seeing his shots. So I'm taking little bits of him, but um, I'm just getting pads taking me to another level because I wasn't getting them uh, hardly up. With um, with George, yeah, um, just just sparingly, like we've done a lot of bags, but like it's Paz is different. It's more specific. It's more closer to replicating what boxing is, and uh, yeah. yeah, I'm just loving it. Just bringing me on, like my confidence. I feel like I've I've done better this camp, so I'm in a different place mentally, and like I'm I'm really feeling like I'm ready ready for the next step. I feel good, like mentally. I feel, I feel like I'm ready to go on and move to the next level now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any sparring up there? What you used to sparring with mostly? It was was Sean. Um, he was world-class amateur Olympian as well. Um, then we went to Birmingham. I sparred um, like a Ryan Kelly, light middleweight, good sparring. And um sparred an Irish lad, amateur. And I've sparred a Scottish pro, Kieran Smith, who's like light middle as well. So really good sparring. Um, does that help weights. being part of the MTK family? Because there's that many fighters signed to MTK now. Yeah, and then there's always people, because there's a few, Paddy's gone for a world title, so there's always someone coming to the gym to spar him. So, it's easy just to ask if you've got any Sam's weight to come down as well. So it's like, it's just brilliant. And yeah, like you said, being part of the MTK, there's gyms everywhere and everyone wants to be involved and help each other out. And it's a great, great to be a part of. Back over to Ireland this weekend. Yeah. I was joking before, but it is a bit of a second home for you, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah. over there? Um, even in my amateurs, like the Irish lads were the, were the most lads I fought. I fought like eight, um, eight times against Ireland. But um, as a pro, yeah, it's going to be my third time. It's a great city, Belfast. I love being there. And um, yeah, looking forward to it. Any news on an opponent yet? It's Tuesday now. It's still still down as a TBA. Yeah, on my uh, phone. But well, any news? You don't know with these, but yeah, I got told like last week. It's uh, Chris Truman. His name is um, uh, like a fifty-fifty fighter. He's I think he's had twenty, won about ten, lost about ten, kind of thing. But um, he's he's lost his last five. But um, also good people like Tom Farrell, O'Hara Davis, um, Akeem Menace Brown, and a few few people like that. So yeah. All guys in the top fifteen, basically, of exactly. the of the domestic rankings. Yeah. So he's not, he's not, he's not a joke. He's like 
only the good lads beating are beating him. Yeah, this obviously moved to Glasgow. You can you can tell just by talking to you how enthusiastic you are about it and how much you feel like you're ready for the next step. And that's what I want to talk about. Yeah, coming up in part two of the show, you mentioned his name. Then we'll bring him up again when we come back after the break. Tom Farrell, you'll listen to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. Talking UFC and boxing. Fight Disciples. Radio City Talk. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. If you want more boxing or even some MMA fix as well, check out fightdisciples.com. And for rumours and all all the other little tidbits, check us out on social media at Fight Disciples. Plenty of stuff this week. Loads on the Bellu Usyk stuff, of course, and uh, plenty more on the Darren Till UFC title fight coming up next month. Um... I teased it then as we ended part one, Sam, but obviously I've got to ask you because I'm sitting in front of you right now. Um, young Foz from the Liverpool Echo jumped all over it first and, and put a story up on the Echo's website. He even spoke to Tom Farrell as well and got some feedback off Tom. Um, Sasha's in studio, your girlfriend with us now. Apparently Sasha was the instigator behind all this. <laughs> Let's expose her for what this is. <laughs> but how did it come about anyway? Uh, you know, obviously, is it, was it, it was an MTK video. And you were asked, you know, what, and you said, I fancy Tom Farrell. Yeah, well, just um, like you said, since I've been to Glasgow, um, just Daniel started talking to me about, like, w- what my path is going to be. Like, I never did this in my old gym, so, like, my, I'm starting to think about opponents who I could fight and who I'd like to fight and, and just things like that, looking ahead. And um, I just thought, I just think, like, um, in the top 20, every fight is a hard fight now. Like, in our division, it's, it's anyone you get out of that top 20 is going to be a hard fight. Yep. But I could say a name that, that no one no one knows, and it's like, that would be a hard fight, but no, like it wouldn't be have a build up because my people know me, his people know him, but it wouldn't have that. But like if I, if me and Tom had the fight, Tom Farrell had the fight, um, it'd be, I think it'd be, it'd be a great fight. Like it could be a support on any on any show, and um, yeah, it would sell well. I well not sell well, but it would have a lot of hype. It'll be it'll be good, a good fight, and I I just don't see why. Like all fight, all the fights in the top twenty are going to be tough, so why not have a, a one that means something. Yeah, exactly. I think this is something that we talk about all the time in terms of the development of fighters. And there's like see yourself and Josh Kelly and Buatzi and you know the, the and Anti Fowler from this city, yeah. who we're all getting excited about. And we're all saying, "Great, you know, there's the, you know there's, there's so much talent there. What what does the next step hold?" But a different from all you guys is a Coley. Look who a Coley's fighting. He's fighting. Like Southern Area Champions, he's fighting English Champions, he's fighting Derby fights in London, he's headlining at your call after like six or seven fights. And okay, it may only be your call, it may only be a couple of thousand people, but he's fighting another guy from London and there's Needle there. So he's getting that experience of being in a press conference where someone's arguing back at you, you're getting that experience of being in a a real fight, if you like, where the guys and his team are against you and you're going to get booed. And and I, I appreciate the fact that you thought, I need that experience. That that's the next logical logical step for you. Definitely. You want to break into the top twenty? Who better than against someone from Liverpool? And then the fans will go. I pay to see that. I want to watch this. Yeah, definitely. Do you mean? And it's it's like that's what that's the way boxing's going. I feel like now, like more and more, like you said with a Cody, but more and more, the fights are they mean something. People are, there's there's more local derbies. People fighting when they're undefeated and stuff like that. Um, I think that's the way it's going. I think and I think it's brilliant for boxing. Like, yeah. I, I, I want to be a part of that. You're like. You don't want to wait until you're 15 fights into your pro career to then have your first meaningful fight. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I want to get a move on. I, I think I'm I'm, re- I'm getting close to that level now. I just need the experience of of these kind of fights, a few more, and then I'll be ready for titles. So, why not? Just let's just just do it. Do you know what I mean it's exactly? Like... <laughs> it certainly wouldn't harm anyone's career no. to have that fight. No. Um, I, I'd seen obviously 
Young Foz messaged me straight away and was like, "Oh, here we go!" Because he, lo- he loves <laughs> he loves the- yeah, he does. Yeah, <laughs> he loves the story. And then obviously Tom Farrell came back as he messaged him and said, "Have you seen this? Have you seen this?" And Tom came back and said, "Listen, let let Sam take care of us fighting Belfast first. And you know, I'm fighting Jeremy. Like, no disrespect to him, I'm gonna win this fight. Like, I'm gonna look good. Yeah. So I'm, I am focused on this opponent, but to the point where like I've also looking at where I want where my career is headed. If I can't look past this, not look, I can't explain it. Like. My path is past this guy. Yeah. I know that, so I'm I'm just trying to trying to build into bigger fights. Well, listen, I completely appreciate that, and I talk about this all the time on the show, and I encourage young fighters to do it. And you know, I always put him up as a role model. But Tony Bellew is the guy to go. Tony Bellew has never had a fight made for him. He always picks his next fight. You know, when he defended when he defended the cruiserweight belt against BJ Flores, he did so because he insisted to, uh, David Hay had to be ringside. I'll fight BJ Flores as long as. <laughs> David Hayes definitely Clever, ringside yeah. because BJ Flores was David Hayes' mate. So he knew if I fight BJ Flores, David Hayes probably going to be there. I want David Hayes there. I'll make sure he's working for Sky on the night. And so if, if you remember the fight at the Echo Arena, he chinned BJ Flores. He was still on the floor and he's having to go with David Hayes. <laughs> he was already picking his next fight. So I think at this stage, I think there's two factors to look at here. There's so much boxing on TV now. It's it, Compared to where it was 10 years ago, it's insane. You know, there's boxing on pretty much every weekend. I know we're in down season now, but it kicks off this weekend in big style. You know, there's, last season, as we know, there was many times Sky and BT went head-to-head. That's how much boxing's on. So you've got to make a bit of a statement. You've got to try and move up the rankings quick. You've got to entertain. At the end of the day, this is sports entertainment. And all these AN prospect against AN journeymen aren't going to wash no more. People want to see fights. They want to see real fights. And that's why I appreciate the fact that you've gone, I don't want to wait around no more. I want to move up. So chances are on Saturday night, you get the win. Are you going to be rocking the mic? Are you going to be calling out Tom Farrell again? Are you going to call out anybody else? Or Yeah, why, why not? Do you mean, of course. Like, it, that's the only, like you said, that's the only way these fights are going to get made. And um, just the fact that I'm calling them out is going to get people talking about it. The more people talk about it, the more it builds, the more people want to see it. And so, yeah, that, I think that, that's just a logical way to... Do. Let, logical way to go but also if, if I feel like I'm I, I'm not disrespectful so if I feel like that's not that's not the way he wants to go like he's he wants to go some other way then I'll just look at the top 20 and see what what's what the next what the next move for me is then there's there's loads of fight there's loads of hard fights there that I can have yeah. that are gonna that I, I can win and that are gonna bring me on um, that I can start moving towards and um, there's champions there there's like English champions there's Central Area champions um, I can start moving towards them then if, if that but I just thought that's an interesting fight like if I was a spectator that's a fight I'd want to see it's from Liverpool both are good lads um, and uh, they'll put put it all on the line kind of thing so that's my first choice if not I'm going to have a look down I'm, with MTK and Frank Warren they probably got their own path for me as well so of course. yeah so I'm, I'm in good hands but that's just a fight that interested me I should say there's 20 guys there you know probably take away the top 3 or 4 who, who are you know Josh Taylor yeah. Terry Flanagan who are, who are a step above at the moment but there's at least 17 other names there to choose from anyway. But I get it. I get why you've thought, you know what, Tom Farrell, perfectly. You know, it's a Liverpool derby. It'll put bums on seats. It'll get people excited. It's clearly not impersonal against Tom. No. It's just all about... It's a great fight. Right? At, a listen, fight. at the end of the day, this is such a short career, you know, and, and you've got to be selfish and you've got to look after number one. And you know what? You calling out Tom Farrell may have upset a few people. You know, I'm not not necessarily speaking for Tom. Might have upset some Liverpool fight fans who go, "Oh, that's a bit calling out a, a Liverpool right." Well, what do you want? Do you know what I mean? Do you, want, do you want to see Sam continue to fight imported Lithuanians, or do you want to see him in a real fight? Exactly. Getting moved up the rankings. Yeah, and improve, and then improving. Like they're the fights that are gonna better you. Like fighting 
some, um, like you said, like some journeyman. He's, he's not going to improve me. Like I, I'm supposed to win. If I do, if I just stick to the game plan a little bit, I'm going to win. It's like I want them fights where you need to put that extra bit into training because uh, if you don't do this, you're going to lose. You know, you've got tactics. You're like, that's, it's exciting. And uh, all the big fights I can think of from that got me uh, fired up as a kid. Like there's a lot of Liverpool clashes anyway. Mm-hmm. There's lo- loads of Liverpool, Liverpool fights. And um, yeah, I just want to be, want to go be a part of it. You're talking about... Um making the next step happen then. So yeah. so what, what is the next step? Obviously, you, you, you're clearly looking for someone in the top 20 after this fight. You clearly want to be busy. Are, are you thinking three fights ahead now? Are you thinking out again before the end of the year, maybe some kind of 10-rounder early in the new year? Yeah. What, 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 what's the logic behind it? So I'm thinking I need an eight-rounder and then because you need an eight-rounder to box a title or eight-rounder to a ten, ten-rounder, yeah, then yeah. I'm ready for titles. But like in my training, I'm fit enough to do eight now. Like we've... The only reason why I'm doing six really is because it's a massive show. Um, MTK have given me six, and plus I've only just moved with Danny, so it's best um, doing a six round affairs. And then, but yeah, eight to ten, eight ten, and then um, then I can start having a look. Okay, we want this guy, we want that guy for the title. Well, my promoter can and MTK can, and we start looking for titles then. But eight and ten first, hopefully before Christmas, even if it's just one before Christmas after mm-hmm. this one, um, then I'm nearly there. I'm nearly ready. And um, yeah, are you? Last time I had it on, I asked you if you're enjoying being a pro, and you said, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it." Has has anything yet surprised you? Has anything thought when you thought, "Wow, I didn't didn't expect that in the pro game. I didn't ex-, you know whether it's politics or you know whatever." Is is there anything that shocked you about the pro game or surprised you? Not for me yet. It's like I've gone quite smoothly for me. Like maybe a lot of people aren't in the same boat as me. Like I don't have to. I don't have pressure of um, selling tickets, and uh, I don't. I make the weight easy, so I'm at good weight. Where I'm, you know, I mean, I don't have to struggle about that. And um, you know, my transition from George to Danny was smooth. Like, it never upset anyone. It was just, it was just a good move. And my MTK and with the best management there is at the moment, they're just they're moving levels above everyone. It's brilliant to be a part of and um, get me on these big shows and big fights. And then obviously, um, I need Frank Warren to take more notice of me. That that's about it. But until I'm getting to these bigger fights. He's not really going to be no. um, taking notice, much notice. But um, just the fact that he's got hundreds of fighters and I'm getting on these shows, yep. uh, that, that I've got to take that as a positive. Like That's massive because I know I've got friends who are signed with Frank Warren and they've never had a fight on one of his shows. So, you know, that's a positive. He must he must know about me or his people must know about me to, for me to keep getting on these. So, um, just positive. Everything's been well here. I've enjoyed being a pro. Um, like you said, I was, on, I was on GB for five years. So, Professional is just brilliant. It's been at home. Well, now I'm going to Glasgow, so I'm away again a bit. But even that's just—it's just better. I'm just really enjoying myself, and um, just hope it continues and move on to bigger fights now in the 2019. It is getting away as well as is part of that. You know, being away from friends and family. You, there's nothing else to talk about. There's nothing else to think about. Absolutely. You know, and, until you ring home, it's like a completely different world, isn't it? In a lot of ways, you just—it's that zero focus. Yeah, definitely. Um, it puts you in a that mind frame, that boxing mentality, and like you need that. It's a sport that needs a hundred percent of your dedication, hundred percent of your thoughts. So um, yeah, it's brilliant being away. And um, like you said, it, like I'm saying, um, I'm at home every weekend at the moment. But when I start staying there three, four weeks, I think that's when I'm gonna really. That's gonna take me a, another level again. I've got. I feel like I've just got loads of steps and and to to, to go through. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm enjoying it, and I know that you know. Okay, next fight's eight rounder. Take it up a step in training and. 
um, change my aspects of training. Then ten round eight, so it's just it's just gonna keep building, and um, I'm looking forward to. It. I'm excited, excited for my career now. There's a lot. Obviously, you've always been super fit. You've always been ridiculously fit. You're a complete gym rat, and I don't mean that as an insult, but you you've always loved the gym. You know, there's stories of you training on Aldi and all that kind of stuff, sparring on Aldi and crazy things like that. You obviously love it, but at this stage in your career now, are you starting to appreciate more of the psychological? elements that your brain's got to be switched on that you know it's 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 small margins once you get into championship class it's small margins like paddy going into a, a world title fight this weekend in just as six pro fight for 99 percent of the boxers on the planet you wouldn't even dream of it but because psychologically he's very mature he's been in thousands of fights he's fought all over the world three olympic games as you're saying you've got a similar background where you've fought everybody not machenko twice you know you already understand that it's about margins right now but are you appreciating that more that you're getting up to Glasgow and getting more focused and doing these camps and you know is that something Danny's working with you with already is getting you switched on definitely um, um, and he's making me realise just how much of a talent I am like without being arrogant like I I'm a, it's like a rare talent like the people who are on GB and, and then going to these tournaments around the world as amateurs they're rare, rare talents as pros so it's trying to get myself to believe believe that and, and uh, you know realise it's not arrogance it's just the truth like I am a, a rare talent and uh, I've got to just got to go out there and show show people how good I am, and um, yeah, it's just making me believe that already. Like looking ahead of my career, like looking ahead for the year, I'm like, yeah, I I'm fight this guy. That's how good I am. I can fight these guys, and I can sparring. You know, I'm sparring people heavier than me, bigger than me, um, who are like 11 hours pro stuff like that. And I'm like, I feel like I'm comfortable. I'm like, yeah, that that's how good I am. I'm comfortable in these situations, and. Um, yeah, just week by week, I'm just getting more confidence, more confidence, and uh, just loving it. Yeah, just feel like a new, a new guy. Like I'm normally, I'm, I'm like, oh, is he? I've ever trained enough, or what's this guy gonna be like? Is he? It does. But now I'm like, I don't care. Like I've trained hard, and I, I am a phenomenal. I'm phenomenal. I'm class. Like if I get my jab going, a box at long range, no one's gonna touch me. That's that's how I feel at the moment. And uh, I just can't wait to go in the ring on Saturday. I sound even now like I've still got doubts that I feel like I'm arrogant saying that and because like, it's it's not me it's not my personality to say that but um, that's how I just feel at the moment like I'm on a massive positive um, yeah and I just can't wait for the year. Is there, is there an element as well of having Danny as your as your you know number first second for the first time? Is there an element of like you want to show him that you can replicate the gym the gym work? You want to show him that you know what you've been telling me how good I am. Watch this. Look, watch how good I am. Yeah, that, it is. Yeah, definitely. Like, because I know, like he says, oh, you spot well there, and um, you're looking sharp on the pads. And I'm just thinking, I'm not. Even, this is just the safe. It's like I've got so much more to come from me. Like, don't worry about it, kind of thing. That's what I'm thinking in my head. And uh, yeah, I just can't wait to show him. And um, it's just brilliant to know Dan. Danny's been in my corner like three or four times already as a second. So he, he just things he says to me, like he not like I can appreciate that he knows like I'm how good I am. But like yeah, like you said, like I just feel like no, you don't, you don't know. I'm like I can. I, there's another level to me. That's how I feel, and uh, yeah, just excited. Well, that's good. That's, <laughs> I sound, I that, sound proper. Hard, no, but I that makes it even better because that means you're up there now. Danny's happy with the work you're doing now, but you're I in the back like of your mind. You're level. thinking, yeah. wait, this is third gear. Yeah, wait until we find fourth gear. Nick, that's how I feel. Honestly, I swear. But um, just about showing it now. It's yeah. all right saying it, so I've just got to go and show it. Belfast this weekend. Yeah, back on the stoppage train. Do you think? Are you feeling? Feeling confident that you're going to get a stoppage? I've been working on these body shots. and um, my Body last, shots? They, yeah, oh, I, I've Sam. been working on body shots. And, uh, you know I love a body shot. That's all we've been doing. And uh, oh, I just can't wait. I've been watching Paddy as well. If there's a combination I've, I've seen, 
and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can get it off. And, uh, I'll be, if I, can get, I think I'll get it off. I, my hands are fast enough. What and, is uh, it? What's the combo? Uh, jab up, le- uh, jab right uppercut, left hook, left hook body. Brilliant. It's, it's just tap tap tap, bang. And uh, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna put that on my social media. <laughs> so whoever's listening to this show, just they don't don't say anything on my social media. But I'm gonna put it on my. I think Sam should go for this. <laughs> Just as the first round starts, this is the combo I think he should throw. And then when you throw it and it. drop him, I'll be like, hey, you know what I mean? But it's like my last my last fight against Kane Baker, he was a similar kind of record to this kid. And um, a bit better record, to be honest. And um, I just tried to knock him out to the head. That was... Loading up. Yeah, and he, yeah. he was... like, You interviewed me after it again. And he was talking to me saying... Oh, I thought he was going to knock me out this round, Sam. And then that made me want to try and knock him out more. But I'm still right. just thinking head. So he could, t- he could take it all. But like now... People can't take it to the body. That's no world champions and and elite level fighters. They go to the body as well. So yeah, I've just got something I've got to add to my game, and I'm be a bit more smart now. If he's if he's taken to the head, then switch to the body. Yeah, and, uh, he's getting it. Yeah, take his spirit away. I love a body yeah. shot. Just and you, you can see someone's it. soul rise up. That's it. You just see their soul come out of the mouth. There's nothing better than a body shot finish. You're listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talks. Please stick with us. I'm Nick Pete. I'm going to the studio with Super Sam Maxwell, who fights this weekend at Windsor Park. Coming up in part three, we're going to talk about the rest of the card, including the one and only Carl Frampton, and of course, Mr the controversy Tyson Fury Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk Radio City Talk Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk I'm delighted to say I'm still joined in the studio by the one and only Super Sam Maxwell and his girlfriend Sasha as well who's listen she's so opinionated during the break she should have heard the names <laughs> should have heard the names of the people she was calling out during the break oh my goodness calm down Sasha come on there's a there's a route here we're on our way I am obviously winding her up here, messing about. But uh, we were just saying then during the break, Sam, that you know it's great now that you've got this tunnel vision, this goal. A year ago, we were in the studio and you were saying, when I get this fight out the way, hopefully I'll get another one before the end of the year. Your psychology's changed. Definitely. You're on a mission now. Yeah, I've got I've got my plan. I've got my goals, and um, they're getting more specific every day. Every fight, they're getting more specific, and um, I can, as long as I follow that path, you know, I'm, got, I'm I know where I'm destined to go, and. Um, it's exciting. I, I I feel like my the the will is increasing because my path is clear. It sounds very spiritual or something. That done. <laughs> you know what? You'd be surprised how many people I have on this show that do sound spiritual. Yeah. You'd be surprised how many fighters and you go, where where's your new mindset from? They go, the secret. Yeah. They, they all they've all read the I, secret. Yeah, but my mate my mates read it. Yeah. And they're all completely switched onto it. Like Jamie Moore, that that's his whole ethos is the secret. You know, you you visualize it and you make it happen, kind of thing. Yeah. And Rocky Fielding was in here a few weeks ago with his belt. And he said, I visualised it and manifested it happening. And it happened. Wow. I, I knew I was going to go to Germany. I knew I was going to knock him out. And in my when I visualised it, I ran out the ring and celebrated with my mates. That's and mean. that's exactly what happened. It, 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 it's crazy how strong something like that is. Yeah. But it's like, I, I'm one of them. If you put positivity out in the world, positivity comes back to you. And I think that on the same level is something quite different. You know, you've obviously now gone, bang, this is what I want. This is where I'm going. So what's going to stop it? Exactly. The only person that can stop it is you. Yeah changing your mindset um let's move on to the card this weekend then because i say it's an absolute belter um we talked about it earlier in the show obviously your teammate now your new teammate paddy barnes fighting for the wbc flyweight title in only his sixth pro fight uh, against christopher rosales a guy that can be beaten he's lost three in his past uh two against english fighters as well british fighters um you give us a bit of an insight early on about paddy's ability and what he can do. This is kicking off the show at the weekend, I believe, uh, really to get the fans going inside the inside Windsor Park. Uh, and you reckon, from what you've seen so far, he's going to take some stopping? Yeah, this his camp's been brilliant. Yeah, his sparring's been quality. 
And um, I just feel like he is he's destined for it in Belfast as well. It's, it's going to mean so much. And um, I think he's going to do it. Well, I, I know he's going to do it, yeah. Yeah. Three-time Olympian. You know, I, listen, you've mixed with the best in the world as far as I'm concerned. You were in L- with Lomachenko twice. It doesn't get any better than that. But you can't represent your country at three Olympic Games and not be world-class world anyway. Class. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, and it's it's important to have a, a good camp and feel like everything's gone right as well, like immense, for me, for your mentality. Um, and he has, he's just, he's looked brilliant. And every every week he's just, spar, sparring's been quality. And um, the level of opponents he's been sparring has been been world champion. He sparred Kali Fire, who's a world champion. And, um yeah, just just exciting to be around. I've seen what a, a world championship camp looks like now, and um, yeah, I'm just, just hope he hope it happens for him. He's 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 a funny little character, Paddy Barnes. Yeah. Just because when you look at him, he's just like some little pasty Irishman, you know, with a little pot belly. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's there's not much of him. But then you see him in the boxing ring, and you think, wow, the kid's oh, just he's technically so he's just good. superb. Yeah, it's like insane. Is this, this technically the way he throws his punches? And um, his defense and it's the speed of him. That's another thing that's deceiving. Like you said, he looks. He, he doesn't look like it. He's explosive. He's so fast. His combination punching, his sprinting, um, just rapid. Honestly, it's mad. Are you still dominating the sprints? I still win it. Yeah, I still yeah, get a win. I gave him a few for his confidence. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the kid's got a world title fight coming off. You know, if you can't let him win the odd two hundred meter sprints, then what kind of a man are you? I love it. Let him win a few. <laughs> Has Danny got you doing much swimming up there? I know Danny had a, a, for a while he was looking at doing swimming. He, that's a, as you say, you mentioned it earlier. He had he had little bits. Danny left, right, and centre. Yeah, he said uh, he tried to take uh, Tyrone McKenna and Paddy <laughs> swimming in serious, and they just were messing about. Like you said, Tyrone pulled his shorts up to him, his nipples, and then put his goggles on, mad, and then uh, yeah. So he said they just weren't taking it serious, so he couldn't do it. But he said it's definitely something he wants to do in the future. Like, yeah, but yeah. Uh, they're just characters, the lads in the gym. Like, I can just picture Tyrone doing that, messing about, and that. Does that, does that always help in the camp? You know, there's, there's that bit of camaraderie there as well. And, you know, does that, I guess, like going to work. And if you like the people you work with, then it makes your job so much better. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's always good to have a laugh. And um, we work hard. And then we also, uh, in our downtime, it's funny. It's like, it's good, good lads to be around. And um, I like it. Yeah, it's like a good team. Any idea what time you're going to be on on Saturday night? Are you going to be on, you know, pretty early on in the card? Are you going to be hoping... able to sit back and relax and yeah, Nick, cheer on Paddy? Exactly. I'm hoping I'm. Cause Danny's got three lads on as well. Hopefully they'll keep him in mind and put put me and Sean on early, and then he can focus on Paddy then. But um, just hope I'm, as long as I'm not afloat again, I just can't can't do that anymore. It's just horrible. But that's what I'm. That's why I want to be in big fights as well because you're not the float then, are you? Just you in you got your time spot whether it's early or not. At least you've got your spot. But um, hopefully I'm on early, and I can just enjoy Windsor Park. It's supposed to be a sellout and. Uh, I just want to be. I want to enjoy it rather than sitting in the back thinking, "Am I going? Am I going to be on now, or am I going to be on after?" And I hope there's a knockout. And yeah, I think I think the floater. It's it's like a it's like yeah, a poison it's... chalice in it because you're just sitting there getting glove get gloved up. No, take your gloves off. Get gloved up. No, yeah. take your gloves off. Yeah. Um, a floater, of course. Anyone who doesn't know is the is the one guy that doesn't get a, a time slot on a card. And the reason they do it is in case one of the main events live on TV goes inside one or two rounds. Then obviously they put a floater on for the audience to keep them interested. You're getting a good spot then, of course, because the headliners are in at set times for the TV for the ring walks. So there's a when you're a floater, there's a gamble, there's a there's a remote chance that you might get prime time right between right Tyson Fury and Carl Frampton in front of a packed Windsor Park. It could be amazing, but usually you get gloved up all night and then you end up going on when everyone's left. The lights are on. When the lights are packing away. Exactly when the guys are standing next Come to the ring, on, Max, waiting to take ring. it down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yes. You don't get no ring music, no nothing. It's the worst it's thing in the world. So. 
I get your psychology there. Coming on to the, the, the co-main event then, obviously Tyson Fury fighting uh, Francesco Panata, a heavyweight at least, you know, unlike his last fight was uh, against the blown-up cruiserweight. Um, I think what we've seen of Tyson last time, and you were on the bill at the MEN, um, for me, it won't wash this time. We don't want to see pantomime Tyson Fury no more. Mm. We don't want to see him messing about and carrying someone and, and goofing around. Listen, I'm a massive Tyson Fury fan, and when he goofs around and he's in the ring with Vladimir Klitschko... It's sensational. You, that, yeah. you go, wow, yeah. that's unreal. But when he's goofing around with some little pop belly cruiserweight that has yeah, got no business being in there, you kind of like, I, I feel like I'm being fleeced here as a yeah. fight fan. What am I watching? I think Deontay Wilder's supposed to be there on Saturday night. The big fight, the talk about is definitely happening. I think Tyson Fury needs to make a statement, doesn't he? Yeah, and I think um, looking at his camp this time as well, there's not been much as much messing around. He's just been very serious. His interviews... He seems very serious. He, yeah. Well, obviously, because they, they knew this fight was with Wilder, maybe it's going to get made. So it just seems different. And I think uh, we'll, we'll see that on the fight night. Yeah. Because the other fight in Manchester, he was just messing about and, and loads of dancing, loads of joking, all that. It's which we love about Fury, but it was over the top. And this time, it just seems to be they've cut all that out and they're just thinking about this fight and looking good. And um, I think surely with, Fury, with Wilder potentially being ringside, I mean, he's part of the TV thing, so he should be. Fury's got to make a bit of a statement, hasn't he? Yeah. You know, because obviously there's a lot of talk of does Fury punch hard, blah blah blah. It doesn't matter how hard you punch if you he's undefeated. He's never yeah. lost a fight in 26 pro fights. He went to Germany and beat Klitschko. He ended the 10 year reign of the Klitschko brothers. Like, don't ever just disregard that. That was amazing. Yeah. He he basically set the path and cleared the way for the likes of Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder to come and clean up uh, and be in the position they're in now. And for me, I still. Listen, I recognise Anthony Joshua as the world number one. A lot of people say say Wilder, but I, I recognise Anthony Joshua just because of the amount of bums on seats. Mm. But I also recognise that Anthony Joshua is lineal world champion with an asterisk because he never beat the man. Yeah. The man beat the man. Tyson Fury beat himself. Yeah. I think a statement performance this weekend against Pianata, get Wilder in the ring. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Get Wilder in the ring, get them head to head. Because Tyson Fury has the ability here of to to basically upset the apple cart. Eddie Fury, Eddie Eddie Hearn has announced that oh, yeah. there's a September fight and an April fight at Wembley, and he's saying September AJ's going to make his defence. April clears the way for Wilder. Well, Tyson Fury ruins all that yeah, this weekend. Yeah, true. What do you think? How do you think Fury gets on? You know, do you think we've seen enough from Fury so far to think he could even trouble Wilder or AJ? Since the Klitschko. Win? Not, I don't think so, no. But with, with that Klitschko win's always in your mind. You know he can, can form like that. Yeah, so, yeah. And um, I think Wilder's probably the harder fight for Fury than, than Joshua, I think, because he's a lot more awkward and, and uh, unpredictable. Than, he's more similar to Fury than Joshua is. Joshua's kind of textbook, isn't he? So yeah. um, Fury could spoil him and, and, and his awkwardness would, would pay off. But, yes, so it's an interesting fight. And he's a he's a he's a power puncher. Um, Wilder, I think he's the heaviest handed, isn't he? So um, it's exciting. Do you think Tyson? You know, there's there's talk of this fight happening. Do you think Tyson will go to America and fight Wilder? Do you think? I think he would. Yeah, yes. He's he's not bothered. Yeah, definitely. And um, so what happens there? He likes then? Being what if, the dog as well, doesn't he? Stuff like that. He yeah, like, he loves well, of that. course. If Tyson goes to America and if Tyson outboxes and outfoxes Deontay Wilder, and listen, <laughs> it could happen. Yeah, I'm telling you, it could happen. Does that set up? an even bigger fight then with AJ does that make the AJ fight even bigger yeah and I think it's like then it'll be Fury's the man then again and um, he'll be in the driving seat to say when and where and he'll, he'll be have more control 
of the fight as well, but it definitely sets it up. Massive fight, but it sways it back in Fury's favour. Fury's the man now. So uh, it's exciting. I just hope we can do it. Massive for boxing. Yeah, it is massive for boxing. It's great to have him back. Obviously, you know, AJ and, and Deontay Wilder are very much at the forefront of this heavyweight division. But make no mistake, if Tyson can turn back the clock uh, and reproduce the form that he had, you know, well, in the Klitschko fight, let's yeah. be honest, then uh, it's just amazing it, for boxing. Yeah. It's amazing for boxing. And amazing for BT Sport as well, who obviously yeah. have got a lot of faith in, in Tyson Fury. And, and, and the headliner this weekend, Carl Frampton, um, just being inside Windsor Park this weekend is going to be a little bit special, you know, because yeah. Frampton is an absolute superstar in Ireland, as you well know. Um, and he's been talking about this fight at Windsor Park his entire career. This is his big dream is to go to Windsor Park. I think when we got the opponent announced, there was a little bit of like, oh, that's a bit disappointing. I think we all wanted it to be Josh Warrington for the world title or Selby, had he beat Warrington or, yeah, or Valdez or a Santa Cruz or something yeah. like that. But, Listen, it is what it is. Luke Jackson's coming over. Luke Jackson, by the way, has been kind of cool in the build-up to this because yeah. he's been yeah, mild yeah, enough, yeah, hasn't he? He's yeah. been saying Frampton's overrated yeah. and all this stuff. That's kind of mental, if you ask me, when you've never fought outside <laughs> of Australasia before yeah. as a pro. Yeah, definitely. And uh, But I think maybe he needed, needed to do that because, like you said, people were a bit disappointed with the opponent, so he's built it back up now. He's built it. It seems interesting. And um, I'm trying to think if I've watched him in the amateurs. Um, I think I have, and he's, he's an all-action style, so... Yeah, it's just gonna play into Frampton's hands, and his yeah, Frampton's gonna look really good. I think he's, I think he's gonna be game. Yeah. I think he's gonna keep coming. Obviously, I think he's gonna give it a good old go. Yeah, but I think Frampton is a class act. Too, too skillful. Do, do you watch someone like Frampton, and you know, as a boxing stylist yourself, you know, a really technical fighter? Can you appreciate what Frampton does in there? Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah, his technical, his technical ability, and um, uh, he does stuff I can't do. But yeah, I still appreciate it. like he's, he's, his reactions are so fast. Um, he's hev- very heavy-handed, and um, yeah, he just can control. He controls the fight well, and um, yeah, he's just he's in entertaining fights as well because he throws a lot of shots. So yeah, just one for the spectators, one for the people who can appreciate boxing as well. So it's brilliant. When you say he Great does fighter. stuff you can't do, I've got to ask, what what can he do that just you like can't he's do? just so fast? Like he puts his hands down, he he um, he switch it, he switch hits. Um, you know, he believes in his reactions a lot more than I do. Like he'll he'll put his chin out there, or he'll. He'll, he'll just trust in his, his defence, his reactions. So, um, yeah, it's just great to watch. How, how does that come? Is that experience? Is it, yeah, just, just practice experience. Yeah, just try it. And, like, uh, we were talking about it the other day in, um, in the gym. Like, Sean was saying, if you spawn someone who you think is a bit lower level than you, you should try, like, little things. Like, put your hands down, see see what your reactions are like. And um, I always overthink. I think, oh, they'll think I'm taking a, taking a mick out of them or, like, being disrespectful. But, no, it's just, like, something to work on. You work a different side of of yeah. um, your skills so definitely going to look to do that in the future Absolutely, I couldn't do it yeah. in sparring with um, what I've been having because uh, the lads are a bit bigger so I wouldn't want to get caught clean <laughs> off, off them because I just look stupid you look really bad then but uh, when it's I spar- me <laughs> <laughs> nope my reactions aren't good yeah exactly yeah, yeah. But, uh, obviously like uh, hopefully we're going to get a few more lads in over the over the next year or so and I can um, pra- I can practice on is that something you want to add? Is that something you appreciate as well? There's an entertainment factor there. You know, the, if you can do that, you need to be trying to do that. You know, and bring incorporate that into into your skill set. Yeah, definitely. Because um, you, you need to win fights in different ways. So I've got I'm very textbook. Like uh, I can win fights like that. But then also you might want to you might need to get someone to open up a little bit, and you might need to try something new, give them a different look, and and um, use your feints. And I used to be like that as a as a kid. Like I was a southpaw, switch hitter, kind of hands down. And then it's only since I've gone to GB, I'm more, 
I got some more textbook boxing. Yeah. So um, it'd just be good to bring that side out of me as well, which I know, I know is, I've got from when I was younger, but it's been coached out of me a little bit. So bringing that back and uh, yeah, interesting. But that, that's, that is interesting because maybe that is the real Sam Maxwell. Then. <laughs> maybe that yeah. natural flair, it's, that it's natural... Been away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, maybe you've you've been forced to bottle that because yeah. of the GB setup was very much like fencing in yeah. a lot of ways and point scoring. Yeah. And maybe that's something definitely that needs to be brought out again. It's funny because... Anthony Fowler mentioned something similar. He, he, he grew up obviously with that golden gloves, yeah, slashing so hooks. Hands down when he like yeah, exactly wide hooks style. And, that, yeah. and then you know, six years, seven years with Team GB, James, and he's very much a stand up straight, straight punching, more generic kind yeah. of. Like, that's what they teach us. All the similar things, like no matter what style you wear, is like hands up, let, um, wait back, like use your jab, long two, long one two. He's like his mad, yeah, yeah. But th- listen, it works. It, works. it wins <laughs> medals at GB yeah. level. But, but as a pro, you want to see a bit of flair, exactly, want a bit of entertainment, yeah. Of course, that's so what we want. I'm working on that next fans. fight. Watch, you'll see the Ali that's shuffle. That's what we want. That's, that's right, yeah. A bit more Prince Naz, a bit yeah. of swag in there. Uh, that's who I grew up with. Like that's who we exactly. got Ali and Naz. If you, I've still got the videos now, and I had about six videos altogether. And I used to watch them. I just wanted to be Naz, Prince Naz, hands down, chin out, power punching, uppercuts from the floor, and that. It's yeah. coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Super Sam 2019, it's coming. <laughs> Listen, great to have you in the studio. Thanks for taking time out. I know you're busy this week going over to Belfast. Enjoy it. Cheers, Nick. Thanks for having me. A little bit of swag. Another knockout, please. Okay. And then, shot, and then you. listen, you know the score. Rock that mic, baby. Yeah, okay. She'll, Sasha will tell you. Let's go, Jack. Sasha calls out to everyone. Let's She'll go. tell you exactly what to say. <laughs> no problem. Uh, you'll listen to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. Again, please check us out on social media at Fight Disciples. And for much more content, visit fightdisciples.com. I'll catch you next week.